Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. I always say to people and to my clients, like, we're never going to have the perfect conditions. You've got to take the conditions that you have and make them perfect. I can track back sometimes $65,000, $70,000 to one specific episode because it took off in a way that created like a ripple. We got to give ourselves a chance to be a beginner. And I think as adults and, and as creators, like we don't want to be beginners. Right. And that's what holds us back. But if we let ourselves be a beginner and let ourselves be scared and let ourselves try it and let ourselves screw up, right? I'm using air quotes, like screw up. Then all of a sudden we can go fast because we had the time where we went slow and we figured it out and we moved through all of that junk. Hey, quick question before we get started. Would you like to win a free piece of clothing from Snowman Films and a 30-minute chat about your creative journey with me? I know that I would love to connect with you, and I know that I would have loved to talk with somebody who had experienced a similar path when I was getting started. So let's make it happen. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe to the Conversations with Creators podcast, rate and review and share it in just five easy steps. First, write a review on your preferred podcasting platform and rate it. Five stars for good karma. Then, screenshot your review and share it on social media, tagging Snowman Films. Each month, I'll select one random winner to receive a free piece of clothing from our store and a 30-minute virtual coaching call with me. Again, subscribe, write a review, rate the show, screenshot that review, share it on social media tagging Snowman Films, and get entered into a drawing for that one-on-one virtual session with me and some free swag. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate you, and I'm excited to see you in our one-on-one virtual call soon. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So the big question is this. How are creators like us, who aren't built for the 9 to 5, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Creators. Uh, My awesome guest today is Betsy Paik. She is a professional public speaker, a best-selling author, and a much more experienced podcaster than me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, uh, for being on the show, Betsy. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and do this with you today. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we were we were literally just talking before we were recording about uh, you kind of winning at the podcast game. Kind of tell me, yeah. tell me that how you have. So you just said you have you just recorded which number of your podcast? Three hundred and forty-one. And I'm on episode eight. So here we. This is. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited to pick your brain. I, know, I, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> tell me them. Tell me them. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, as we started talking and this is what happens to me too on my podcast is that somebody will say something and I'll be like, shut 
Shut yeah, shit, yeah. Don't say anything. Don't say anything until I start recording. When you're talking before the show, you're just like, this is great. No, I just love you. Just take 10 seconds and intro this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many things I can say about a podcast. And if somebody's listening, like, how do I do the podcast or how do I start one or what am I doing? Like, wh where do you want me to start? Because I have a lot of thoughts for the whole journey. Yeah. I mean, that was basically just just my question on this was just like kind of tips and advice uh, for yeah. me being less than 10 episodes into this and kind of where you started with it, what you found from the journey tips and, and even things that have like, it's helped you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to give you just like a minute of backstory of how yeah. this, my podcast started. So my podcast is called the art of living big. And for me, living big is being like the best you can be in your current circumstances. So life isn't always going to be working out the way that you want it to, right. but how can you be the biggest in that space? And so um, years ago, I started the podcast. Well, I don't know. Somebody can do math. 342 <laughs> divided by <laughs> 52. Have you been uh, doing, like yeah, seven... I say you've been doing it once a week? Yeah, I do it once a week. Comes yeah. out on Thursdays. And um, so it was about seven years ago. And it was about like seven and a half or eight years ago when I really wanted to start speaking, which is how mm -hmm. you and I met, right? Because yeah. I was speaking um, and you were recording. And um, at that time, yes, yeah. <laughs> and at one of, at that time in my life, my daughter, who is now an adult and thriving was, was sick. And I couldn't, I had this like burning desire like we do as creators to create and to build something. And I, I had learned so much and I had things to share. And so I couldn't get a speaking gig because I didn't know what my agenda would be. Like I never knew what was going to be happening in my life. Yeah. And so one day I was driving down the road and I saw a Panera bread near my house. And I thought they have one of those rooms that has like the closing doors, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a private room. Yeah, private room at the Panera Bread, which is like the hospital food of like fast food. <laughs> so, so I called and I asked to talk to a super nice manager and I said, can I come in and once a month come in and speak and I'll invite people. And he was like, yeah, because everybody will come have coffee. Right. Right. So That's I started. Genius. Yeah. So I on on Meetup. I posted a meetup and I said, I'm sponsoring this inspirational speaker every month. Like they, I just didn't tell him it was going to be me right, like every no, month. Right. I know that. So, uh, I know that process so well. Like it's, yeah. it's just a simple change in language from like me to we, even if it's just yes. you just to see yes. bigger. that's no, that's a total, yeah. total startup move. I love it. Yeah. So there I am, like not really able to start my business at all. And now I'm going to the Panera Bread. And the very first time I come, I have like seven or eight people. Yeah. Now, in my mind, I'm like seven or eight people like this is huge. Right. You know? No. Yeah. hundred percent. And then the next time, like seven or eight people, a lot of those people came back and they brought somebody. And then all of a sudden it was 12 people and then it was 30 people. And then the next month. So it got to be where it was kind of a big, like sort of community. We would meet once a month and I, I would be the speaker. Right. And so that's when I was like, I want to put this on a podcast. Yeah. Like I want to take this from Panera bread and put it on a podcast, which I call the art of living big. And in hindsight, it should have been like, the Panera Bread Diaries or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but no, the Living Big is a much more scalable uh, title. Yes, yes. I probably would have <laughs> gotten well, some what, copyright. Seven or eight years ago was still 
relatively early in the podcast game. I would say. Yeah. 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 Like they've been around for a little bit, but not where it is now. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, my thing was, I'm just going to put one out every week. Like, I might not be able to do a lot of other things, but I'm going to do this every week, go. every week, every week. Yeah, and it was so, yes, because it's doable. I could do it. And whenever I could, and then I put it together. And then now the first like 50 ish episodes, I interviewed people. Okay. I had things to say, but I think I didn't have my um, self-confidence yeah. high enough, which seems funny to say since I was doing that at Panera Bread, but it just felt different. Yeah. Now, the very first time I had 23 people listen to my show. And I will tell you that I was thrilled because if I got 23 people to come to Panera Bread, like that's awesome. That'd be huge. Right, 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 right. It'd be huge. So I always thought of it like if those people came to meet me at Panera Bread, right, what would it look like? This helped me so much because in the beginning, it can take a minute to get some traction. Yeah. I still and have, I, I have, I will say, um, I have yet to hit a hundred downloads, but I'm getting close. Yep. And for That's less good. than 10 episodes, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. You should be really happy with it. Yeah, totally. And then as I'd have people on, they would share me with their audience. Right. Yeah. And so it started to grow and grow. So yeah, in yeah. hindsight, although it felt like a little bit of a scaling back to interview people, it was actually a great way to grow my audience. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's my whole, cause I've, I've been, this is like my third, my third attempt at podcasting. No, yeah. fourth, uh, yeah. because, because actually the, uh, the episode I just, I, uh, the, the episode two episodes prior to yours with Brian, um, I used to have a show with some friends called, uh, the unfinished degree, because it was some people that I went to film school with that I, that need, none of us graduated. Um, yeah. and, and it's fine because we're all working professionals, but like, that was a cool yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. my lesson from that, because it didn't really get off the ground was like, okay, generally I'm going to have to just make this happen myself. Um, uh, because yeah. if you, if you're having a team is fine, but it needs to be like as motivated as you are to get it done. Um, yeah. and then this, you know, other ones were like, a topic that I ended up kind of not, you know, of course I did a whole course creation like podcasting that didn't really get off the ground. Cause it was my response to uh, COVID and yeah. it wasn't like based in like open world, like conversations with creators can go anywhere, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I feel like that <laughs> the journey is, is bumpy for sure, but like you get there. Yes. Yeah. And I think if you always, one of the things that I have always done even in the very beginning was when I started, I thought, what's the intention for this? Yeah. Like, do I want to entertain people? Cause sometimes the episode is just me telling a story. I always yeah. try to tell meaning like a story with meaning. So, um, my podcast is very much like if you heard me speak yeah. <laughs> at an event, right? No, so that's great, but that's so good. Right. That's like such a good, uh, like preview or promotion for your speaking because it's exactly what they're going to get with you in the room. Well, and practice. Yeah. So like now when I look back, I wanted to be a speaker, which is why I went to Panera Bread, which is why I moved to the podcast to get bigger. Yeah. And then being a speaker a sudden, as a podcast is, makes total sense. And then all of a sudden I was practicing every week. Right. So I had a couple of years of practice. Yeah, yeah. By the time I got hired the first time, I was like incredible. Cause yeah, I was like, like I'm I've good. been doing this a long time. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. So... Especially when you like see the numbers, the people listening, you're like, okay, I'm doing like, this is public. This is right. like I'm yeah. getting in front of people. 
Right. Um, so so now, like when the first day comes and a couple thousand people download it, I'm like, imagine them all in Panera Bread. Yeah, like, yeah, I would no. be thrilled. I'd be like That's the Panera, awesome. the Tony Robbins of Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you need to like eventually like full, full circle this back to, to a Panera. Location. Have a live event at yeah. the Panera Bread. <laughs> or maybe in front so you can fit more people <laughs> yeah parking lot <laughs> i love yeah. that no um so what percentage of your is your show all you now or do you still have guests on i'll have guests occasionally typically if i have a guest it's like somebody that i know personally yeah. um and although i love other coaches doing their thing i get pitched a lot um, and I can talk about pitches, like what makes a good pitch if somebody yes, is listening and wants to be I on need a podcast. That myself. <laughs> yeah. So when when I have somebody on, I don't want somebody that does the same exact thing as me. Right. And I think sometimes that's hard for people to understand because I, I it's not a scarcity thing, but it's like a make sense marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if we do the same exact thing, um, and not speaking, but like I'm a trainer of hypnotherapy yeah. and neurolinguistic programming. So like I'm not gonna have another trainer on, but I get pitched a lot from those. That makes sense. Um, and when I think about pitches, if somebody pitches me and they've actually um it's not a form. So like I can tell right off if it's a form. And if yeah. if at the bottom it says to unsubscribe, that means you've put me on the list. <laughs> like I'm just immediately unsubscribing. They sent it to just a whole bunch of that's hilarious. If you haven't Which unsubscribed like, from a pitch pitch email. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. But the oh, ones that, I bet that get happens me, a lot too. Yes. <laughs> the ones that always surprise me are the ones that are like, this is what happened to me. This is what I can, this is what happened. This is what I did. This is what I do now. This is what the book I wrote. This is the, and I get it that you're excited and you want to promote yourself. But my number one priority is my audience. Right. And if you're not telling me like what, how you can bring value you're to their gonna, audience. Yes. What, what value are you bringing? I, I no offense, but I don't care about you or your book. Like, yeah. Tell me what good you can share. Like I have a story that can inspire people to do this. Right. Oh, now you've got my attention. Well, it's funny. I'm trying with this. So like I'm in filmmaking and I'm actively trying to not have every single guest be another filmmaker just because like I can geek out about filmmaking every single episode, yeah. but the audience is going to get bored with that. Right, right. This is yeah. not a filmmaking podcast. This is a creator podcast. Creator. And yeah. I want to, you know, I'm genuinely interested in talking to all sorts of creators about stuff. Like, that's part of why I'm doing this also is just like, it's fun for content, but also like, I get to learn more about I'm I'm just I'm genuinely curious about different stuff. Yeah, I love when I when there's somebody I want to know more about, I'll, I'll invite them on the podcast. Yeah, we're like an author that I love. No, that makes I love, sense. I love Pam. Pam Grout. Do you know who she is? Who? You might not know. Pam Grout. Uh-uh. So she um, has written like, I mean, like 28 or 29 books. Um, and she's a Hay House author. So very much like Law of Attraction, yeah. re but really fun books. And um, she wrote a book called E Squared that people love that are like experiments you can do to mess with the Law of Attraction. They're fun. I love her. She's very nice. popular. So anyway, I reached out to her and she was on the show. And then when she was launching her next book, her publicist reached out and said, can she come back? Yeah. And it was so fun. You get to build like friendships with people, oh, people totally. that you'd wanted to meet, you know, like if you could meet anybody. Yeah. The funny thing for me too, like uh, in terms of, of networking wise with this is I heard a couple years ago is like, yeah, listen, like if you're trying to go out to like talk to one of your heroes or whatever, and you'd be like, Hey, yeah. like, 
can we do like an hour meeting and and blah 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 and like the answer is probably going to be no on that but if you say hey can you come on this podcast that i have so i can you know it's basically yeah. an hour of picking somebody's brain and it's a higher chance of getting yes because it's the rapper of a podcast right right which yes. is genius i love that yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. i love speaking yeah. of the podcast somebody would have charged me a lot of money to pick yeah exactly brain. exactly mm-hmm. with your podcast kind of launching stuff and i know kind of the 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 title of it what does living a big life mean to you for me that's yeah. being the best version of you so like when my daughter was sick and i had something in me that i wanted to do but i couldn't do it the way that i wanted to Instead of that stopping me and saying, I got to wait until things change in my situation before I can take any action, I took the most amount of action that I could, which was going to Panera Bread. And that changed the course of everything. So I always say to people and to my clients, like, we're never going to have the perfect conditions. You've got to take the conditions that you have and make them perfect Mm -hmm. and grow as much as you can. And to me, that's living big. So that's going to look different at all different parts and sorts of your life. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so, it's funny too, because I just, I guess I have that mindset built into me of making the best out of any situation, but having that as a mantra and like teaching other people to do that. Cause I know a fair amount of people that are like negative and that have a lot of negative things happen to them because I think they're in a negative headspace Uh, to teach that mindset to the masses is just a huge service. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really like if everybody was doing something that inspired them, yeah, right. Instead of waiting to do something that inspired them, the world would be different. You know, we talk sometimes like, Oh my God, like, I wish I could change. I can't change the world. One person can't change the world, but I think every one person can change the world because they can change themselves. And Mm -hmm. that changes the whole world. It's the whole kind of ripple effect of of how you No, Absolutely. I completely agree. It's not, and you're not thinking about, I I love the um, one is greater than zero mindset. So like Mm -hmm. if you, if what you're doing can affect one person over zero, then you're doing great. Uh, And yeah, I mean, so many, and so many people need to hear that need to like get out of their own way. Um, So no, I mean, I think that's, that's fantastic. And I think, and I think a lot of creators stop themselves that right there. They are a creator. You don't have to be like out sharing your creation to be a creator. You are a creator if you have something in you and want to create it. And so many people will just stop because they're like, "Um, there's so many people already doing it. I hear that all the time. I'm like, really? Because there's a lot of public speakers out there, but nobody says the same stuff I do because I say my stuff. Like, tell your stuff, do your stuff. It's going to be different. It's way easier to talk yourself out of doing it than to actually just uh, yeah. do it and stick with it and commit to it. It's way easier to be like, Oh no, it's that stupid. Yes. It's totally. <laughs> it's and ne- anybody that's, and anyone that's listening to this isn't ordinary, ordinary people will dismiss and not do it. Right. But if you're listening to this, you're not ordinary. So what do you have to believe to take the step to get to the next step and the next step and to do the thing? You all need to answer that for yourselves now, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is part of why I wanted Betsy on because she's awesome at this. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, when we ask ourselves these questions, our unconscious minds 
can't not answer a question. And you've probably heard that before, like you are the result of the questions or the quality of questions that mm. you ask, but that's directly what it is because your unconscious mind is going to ask it. So if you're asking like, why can't I do this? It's going to give you reasons why you can't. So, you know, when my daughter was sick and I was like, how could I do this? Right. How could I do it in a different way? What am I not seeing? How can I still help people? Like, what can I do to expand? Like, ask yourself really good questions and your brain, it'll be like planting a trellis. Yeah, you know, and your like, brain and will start to crawl. Up literally the affects yeah. your neuroplasticity and like how your brain works, and like it'll exactly. change your your thought pattern. So I think no, yeah. I think switch. I think switch again. Yeah, absolutely. Switching it from uh, why shouldn't I do this, or like why should I do this, and going negative with it. It should be yeah. the uh, why shouldn't I do this? Yeah. What you know? What's stopping me? Or you know? You know why? Yeah. Yeah. Switch it around. <laughs> One of my favorite things could not recently, finish that sentence, but you yeah. had the point. <laughs> okay, yeah. One of my favorite things recently is to start every morning. Like the moment I get consciousness, I go, what if today's the day? What if today I feel amazing all day? What if I make great connections? What if I get this incredible idea? What if? Yeah. That's a fun place. That's a fun, uh, that's a fun thing to live in. It's fun. Yeah. He's living in what if all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after we finished recording, Noah and I started texting and we started talking a little bit about monetizing the podcast. And so I thought I would record something quick just to give you sort of an overview of what I think, um, what I think makes a podcast so powerful and how to really make the most from it. You know, I think a lot of people think I'm going to start a podcast and then the goal is to get marketing dollars, right? To get like advertisers and to get a sponsor for the podcast. And I actually think that that's like the wrong way to go for creators. And I'll tell you why, because I think you are your best advertisement. And so I only advertise my own stuff. There are times where I have done like a commercial in the middle of my podcast, but most of the time I just talk about what I'm doing and invite people in, in, in a way that's like compelling and, and interesting and lets them really know why I'm offering the offer that I am and how I think it could impact their lives. And because it's a podcast and a dialogue and people are used to listening to me, there is a level of trust and familiarity. So when I make an offer, there is a, it's different than them just seeing an ad, obviously, but it's different than, um, you know, them, them just getting an email or just seeing that I'm doing something. They actually hear about it right from me. And one of the things that's fun for me is to kind of track how much I can track back to one specific episode. And the reason that I can do that is because I'll typically be pitching like a specific thing. So if people say like, I heard that podcast, um, many times I have gotten podcasts or speaking gigs from someone hearing me on the podcast. And so they'll, they'll hear me and they'll say, I really want her speaking at my event and they'll recommend me to the event planner. And then from there, I can make money on my programs and offerings as well. So I can track back sometimes 65, $70,000 to one specific episode because it took off in a way that created like a ripple. Um, I was saying to Noah last week, we had an episode where we talked about how we were starting something. I can track back 
$15,000 and, and, and more even that we know is, is like on the horizon, you know, coming in, people are still enrolling in that program. And so it makes it just like a totally different marketing capacity of marketing avenue for you. If you stop thinking, I want to get sponsorships and start thinking of yourself as the sponsor. So sometimes people will say to me, do you have a sponsor for your episodes and I'll, or for your podcast? And I'll say, yes, it is me. <laughs> and it's highly profitable for her. So I think of podcasts as my main marketing source. I am always telling people about the podcast. I'm always moving people to the podcast. So you can use it as your one thing. What's the one thing that kind of defines me and my brand is this podcast. So you can do whatever you want and you can make it move in a way that brings you your income. You know, this is, I, I derive my income from my podcast, but not from advertising. What is your connection to the ocean and what can people gain from having more ocean in their life? Oh yeah. I'm obsessed with the ocean. So <laughs> oh, I live in Atlanta, so not ocean, yeah, right, right. but I, I love the ocean and I will get there probably when I retire. My husband is an attorney and he's licensed in here. So I am here. Um, I keep trying to get him to just like abandon his career, but he's not, he's not totally into that. So, but I think that there is something that happens when we stand by the ocean. Mm. There's something that happens where we feel so big and so small all at the same time. I think it expands our perception of how grand things are and brings us into how I can impact just a little bit. You know, when I stand on the edge of the ocean, I think there's an energy of those waves that comes. And I don't think it ends when the water ends. I think it continues to go, you know? And so I find some of my best moments, my most incredible thinking moments. And I don't know if you remember any of my speech, but a lot of my speech that I tell is about my moments at the ocean and lessons yeah. that I've learned and how I've experienced myself in a different way. So I just love, it's just my Zen happy place. <laughs> I think it's like the closest. So like, you know, I live in Colorado and be, you know, I live in the mountains specifically and being around yeah. trees is great, but it's also, I think the ocean is like the closest you can be to experiencing just earth in its natural state in yeah, the, the yeah. flow and that's kind of where my spirituality comes from it's the, the but the way that i describe it is kind of like avatar um it's just like everything is oh, connected yeah. and there's it's yeah. you know everything is alive and whatever it is but like yeah. the ocean is like oh like here is nature happening like yeah right in front in, of me in, right in front of me yeah yeah i think the mountains are kind of like that when you're really in like the middle of nowhere and you can you're just yeah yeah it's awesome especially year, we just i just started going this last season into more trees and yeah. when it's you just you're in and you're just flowing with you know you're yeah. riding on the earth with snow and yes. with trees and just it's like it's like and then immediately the, the resort ocean, stuff yeah. goes away because there's usually not very many people around you and yeah. like me and my wife will just go cut you know go through the trees and just like it's you have a little bit of music going and it's, it's flow state. Yeah. Flow state. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Last year I went to Iceland and, um, I think I talked about this in the speech you saw, but I yeah. 
So TikTok, where a guy was in Iceland with the, or he was in Finland, I think, but the Northern Lights were going overhead. And so I decided I want that. Like, I want that. So cool. And um, it's on my bucket list for sure. Oh man, it was so cool. And so, but being in the mountains like that, where you saw just like beauty for as far as you could see, it's kind of the same thing, right? You feel big and small all at the same time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like when you, and, and, and there's bigger weather out here and there's, you know, when there's, yeah. When, when we like today is a windy day outside and we have sometimes we'll have the trees bending at like you know 15 20 degrees and you're like oh my god like yeah i'm ha like it's you're just at the at the will of nature and uh i mean living in the mountains has spoiled me because i can never go we call it we call it going down the hill to like go yeah. back into denver and uh i can't i can never move back there because i it's the mountains have grabbed me and <laughs> are yeah. not letting yeah. go yeah yeah that's good stuff no it's awesome <laughs> Um, so with you getting into public speaking, I know it's kind of like a, it's always like a, on the top list of, of fears for people is public speaking. Did you, yeah. were you scared of it when you started or were you, have you always kind of been at ease and comfortable? You know, what's funny is, you know, when, when we're little and we play imaginary play, like I know when I was young, a lot of my friends wanted to be teachers or yeah. when we played, they played teacher. I used to take a Kleenex box and put it up on its end, like a podium. And I used to play that I was a speaker. Wow. So like, that's something I always have wanted. Like I always, not even that I wanted to do it. I just knew that's who was I in, was. Yeah, yeah, totally. This is who I was. Um, you know, luckily for all the people that see me now, I don't chew gum because as a child, I wanted to chew gum. Well, I did it for some weird reason, but that was always my thing. I had to have a piece of gum. Um, but yeah, so smacking into the microphone, just <laughs> right. It's so weird. You know, what's interesting though is um, over the past like six months, I've had some speaking gigs that were more geared towards leadership. Mm. And I have so much to say about that, but that made me nervous. Mm. That I was more intimidated. I don't, I, so to answer your question, just not to seem like I'm a, I could just speak, like I had a moment, you know, yeah. I had to take a lot of magnesium supplements to like yeah, calm yeah, me yeah. down. Cause yeah. I was like, there was that moment of, can I do this? And I had to really, really get an ironclad mindset and remind myself. And one of the things that I would do is I would make a list of what is true because I knew certain things were true that I had spoken so many times that I had done 300 podcasts that I had good things to share that I, so I would write down the things I knew were true so that the other things didn't take over and take a life of their own. I love that's like almost a better way of doing affirmations is yes. What yeah. is just simply what is true. What is true. Facts, yes. Cause it's undeniable. Yes. yes. No, I have that sometimes for, um, if there's, I mean, being in freelance, so being in filmmaking, like you'll have the occasional like rough client um, yeah, who's, yeah. who's not happy or whatever. And that's where, of course, the imposter syndrome can just like sneak in and just be like, hey, remember me? I'm like, no, hold up. Like I'm mostly, yeah. mostly I get all cap, all caps emails with how, how much they love it and stuff. And I've been doing this for so long, blah, blah, blah. Like you're just fine. How actually, how long have you been uh, public speaking? Well, my first time at the, Panera Bread, I guess, was seven, eight years ago. Eight years, yes. Yeah. But yeah. being paid, I, yeah. I think the first time I got paid was maybe like 2017. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, you have years of it under your belt. So, I, but it's interesting, like right. taking, you know, that you're kind of leveling up when there's a little bit of that, like, yeah, fear, or which I think is good. Being uncomfortable is how you have to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I kept reminding myself of that. This is me outside my comfort zone. 
Yeah. But, but I know, bought those and, and calm. It's, and it's hard. It's hard. You know, you know those calm gummies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was like buying those from Amazon in like giant bulk packages. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we're just gonna take these every day. Yeah. <laughs> I All a day. good uh a good I think I I don't remember where I heard it, but the whole um when you're nervous twisting it to be like because it's all energy right like yeah yeah what if i was actually just really excited and yeah. this is gonna go great and the energy that i'm feeling would it feels like nerves could just be i'm super excited to do this and this is gonna be awesome and that really because I've, I've done a i've done public speaking a couple times just like on panels and stuff and it's terrifying yeah. but then as soon as i get into it it's great yeah, but it's like Once leading get, up, leading yeah. up to the stage is terrifying. But then as soon, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. <laughs> I get so excited that I find that once someone introduces me, I start running up. You and did, I yeah, even... I remember that. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, I, you ran up. I, I, I had to follow and you. And I don't, I don't even know how to not run. Like I don't even know I'm running till after I'm done, and then I'm like, oh my god, I ran up. Like I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a price is right. Price is right. I got called. <laughs> no but i mean that sets the tone like that's really i think that can feed into the like oh shit like she's excited like okay yeah, cool like this is we're gonna, doing this this yeah. is gonna happen how yeah. do you how do you know when you're really like connecting with an audience while you're speaking well i think when you get a lot of feedback you know when people are laughing at the right time and and crying you know i get people that cry yeah. um and i think that sometimes i try to weave in you know, some story in the beginning. And then later I refer to the story so that we have a private joke. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like, so like kind of a stand-up comedian uh, technique. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they're in on it with me. And, and when they laugh at that, because then I knew they heard the first part, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, totally. then that's really fun. No, yeah. that's great. I think that's, oh my God, that's such a good uh, technique to use too. Just like, connecting and then having like a thing that you can be like you remember that that was fun we had yeah. that <laughs> right and in, in my speech like for an example I talk about TikTok the very first story that I tell is a TikTok and then later on I talk about being in the beach and then afraid I'm gonna get bowled over by the waves and I'm like I don't want to end up on someone's TikTok you know and everybody laughs because they remember yeah, me telling theme. about TikToks yes yeah I do I love, love that. TikTok. <laughs> so that's a good that's a good tip if you're gonna if you're gonna put a speech together or have something that's impactful, making it cyclical yeah. a little bit with some jokes. I love that. Yeah. So there is may happen if I joke. if I'm with it enough at the end of the podcast. Who knows? We might have a throwback. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um. So you mentioned uh, NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Uh, can you first, for people uh, that don't know, define it? And then also, how has it affected your life? Oh, yeah. So neuro-linguistic programming is really um, how your mind uses imagery and, and words to create your reality. So everybody has a little bit different reality. And when we're trained in NLP, it's sort of like we get the map. We get to mm -hmm. understand how people are creating reality and then help them learn to shift it. So um, I experienced NLP when I was in high school, my mom died in a car accident and um, I had a really hard time after as any kid would. Oh, and, yeah, um, and my dad got yeah. remarried and, and at the time it seemed to me like he had moved on with his hmm. life and I couldn't move on. I was devastated and I went to college, but all of my college experience really was a blur. Like I just was so devastated and I felt very alone. 
And in my child mind, <laughs> I blamed a lot of that on, mm. on them. And, um, so over the next 20 years, I I had developed a lot of patterns in that as self-preservation patterns. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to get hurt again. So my relationships were very strained and almost weird, to be honest. I, 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 I was married and divorced before I was like 27. And like, mm. like, I just, you know, I, I just struggled so much and I went to therapy and therapy and therapy and I meditated and then I got into like energy people and I mean I was doing everything you could do and I was so angry like angry angry if you met me on the street you wouldn't think I was so angry do you know what I mean if you met me on the street like people were like Betsy's really optimistic and happy I'm sure everybody thought I had just handled it but I would get up at three o'clock in the morning and I would be alone and I would be pissed you know what I mean like just the alone is when it really kicks in yeah Yes. And somebody said to me, I was telling a friend and they said, have you ever gone to have NLP? And I said, I've heard of NLP, but I mean, I've done every crazy dingbat thing and thing that made, you know, every energy, like I've done everything. Yeah. And they were like, just try it. And so I went and within 45 minutes, everything changed. Mm. Like everything wow. changed. I never went First back. Session? First session, one session, 45, wow. 45 minutes. And I was like, what, what happened? Like, I remember I was finished and I I was so dizzy and I was like, what, what did you do? You know, what <laughs> happened? And, and they were like, just wait a few days and I'll call you back. And I, I mean, my whole life, I mean, my whole life changed. And I was like, I need to learn this so I can do it mm. to myself all the time. And then it got to where I had learned it so well. I was like, I need to teach other people how to, like, I want everybody in the world to know how to do this. Yeah. Cause so we can really do it to ourselves place of like, it transformed you and it, you're, it you really now want to transform other people. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. That, that tracks for who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and it, that really changed the trajectory of my life where yeah. then that whole experience became the, I had to go through all that so that I could come to a place where I had changed and grown and had something to share. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a speaker when I was a little kid, but what was I going to speak about? Well, I had mm. to go through something and get through it, you know, not go around it, not ignore the parts that I didn't like. Yeah. You don't really <laughs> become a, a, a professional speaker by being like, Hey, you guys had much struggle in your life. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. My life's been really good and the parts that weren't good. I just ignored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can help you with yours. <laughs> yeah. So that's really how all that came to be. Oh, that's awesome. And now I have a thriving Institute and it's so fun. People uh, are, I mean, they're going out and changing the world, you know? Well, I mean, I talk about a ripple effect, my God, like when you can affect that much, uh, that's, I mean, you're going to be Isn't it cool. You have a global impact basically. Yeah. And like, not that I want to disappear cause I don't, but if something were to happen and I get hit by a bus, people might not know who I am like forever, but people will know there, there, there will be a, a thread of what I've done that lingers yeah. on. Even yeah. if people don't know where it came from to me. That's like the coolest freaking. That's thing. one of my favorite things about, uh, video content is yeah. like, putting you know and making stuff like this making that kind of motivational positive stuff is like and, and, uh, a that it's going to be around forever and you know it's like there's just a footprint there and b like i have a six-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter and i'm not gonna look like this in you know 20 30 years right. but like there's yeah. gonna be i'm like this is what i was like young 
Yes. Isn't that crazy? There. It's nuts. I, I will I, tell I, you. It it's, blows it, my mind every time I think about it. It is a little depressing, though. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I was cute. Why was I worried at that time? <laughs> I would love to be that skinny now. Well, like, but, I you have know. like parkour videos out there. And I'm like, I used to be oh, really? like yeah. really talented and flipping and stuff. And now it takes right. so much energy. to do. I can still do a backflip, but man, I see stars afterwards. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. I used to compete in weightlifting. Yeah, and- that's right. Yeah, and won a bronze medal in the Pan Ams. And, um, How old were you, know, you when you did that? Uh, 45. 44. 44. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I remembered. That was actually be my next question. That's I didn't yeah. realize it was that age. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Which made it cooler to me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's, how, much did yeah. you, how much did you lift to, uh, to win? I don't remember at that. Yeah. Um, I don't remember at Something that specific. Ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was, you know, not, to, it was eight years, seven years, seven years ago, seven yeah. years ago. That was, let's see. So, yeah. Uh, what was on Ninja Warrior? I think it was 2014. So it's been a bit. Even, yeah. actually, I know 20... a lot of people that are weightlifters would know their total and they would know it. They'd be like, <laughs> right, I can't right. believe you don't remember. I to just, the, to like the point my... two. Yes. And yeah, I yeah. know that that's probably a thing. It was, I mean, I w- it wasn't enough for me to brag. So I just don't remember, <laughs> <laughs> but it was for me. You know what I mean? It was like cool for me and like this yeah. awesome thing that I dared to do. I remember on the way to one of the competitions, I cried the whole way there. And my husband was like, what are we doing? Like, you don't have to do it. You're crying. And I was like, oh no, it's okay. Like, I'm just crying because I'm scared, but right. I, I'm going to get it out before I get there. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, this totally. is crying so in the weird. Car so you don't cry in the competition. <laughs> totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's it's great. fine. I was like, what? it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fine. It's yeah. It's, yeah. The, the house is burning around you. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I can handle this. And then you and then you got a bronze, which is huge. And I got a bronze medal. Yeah. That's insane. And that's what I mean when I say like just do it. Like yeah. it's okay if you're scared. Like it's okay if you cry. It's okay if, you know, like but just keep doing it. You know, there was this saying that um that Amelia Earhart had on the side of her airplane that said make all your decisions. I might be butchering it, but make your decisions with your stick forward. Mm. So like don't slow down you know so like get to the competition just cry on your way it's fine (laughs) i love that no one of my i think it's from i want to say marie forleo uh but it's just a good saying uh do it scared yes yes just because it's never you're never it's nothing's ever going to be perfect nothing's ever going to be like lined up and if it is lined up like you you don't even know what to do with it because it's right (laughs) so just doing it scared doing it when you're not ready uh again like i could be doing this i have a camera here but i'm trying to get this podcast done so i bought a little webcam that actually does you know 1080p video instead of my my laptop and i'm just doing it because i know i need to get it done it can't it's okay if it's not perfect uh nobody actually cares that much people like it better when it's not perfect right right it's true yeah (laughs) no but like again it's the whole like making it doable like yes yeah this is doable for me and nikki you know because i have a shoot after this so i'd have to go you know break down the camera put it on different things but there's so much effort there's so much extra stuff there where getting it done do and just doing it with however it comes together is more important to me than it being polished and perfect yeah i ask myself a lot like okay i gotta do this thing what's the path of least resistance right and then i do it that way yeah yeah 
but I'll say words wrong and stuff. I don't even edit them out. I'm like, okay, well, I just said that word. Have fun with that. <laughs> the only thing I think the only thing that I'll edit is if there's like more than like a, you know, three to five second pause where it's just kind of awkward. Sure. I'll cut yes. that out. But like, yeah, other than that, no, like I, my last, so it's actually funny speaking of, uh, of backflips and, and stuff. My last, uh, my last guest was my buddy, Lauren, who's a, he's been on like 13 seasons of Ninja Warrior and yeah. Uh, we, cool. I had my questions for him. Uh, I, I lived with him for a while and it was like, we're good friends and stuff, but I had kind yeah. of where I wanted to go with it and I finished yeah. them. And then we just ended He's just like, are we like, do you want to keep going? He's like, you've been fucking around with chat GPT at all. And I was like, I have. And then we just talked for like a half hour on random stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm leaving this all in. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I need to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super fun though. So speaking of the weightlifting thing, is there, what kind of with your prep on that, what goes into like an effective training program when you're preparing for a competition? Well, I had a trainer yeah. um, and she put together my programming. And the basic idea really is that you build up and then you go really light right before the competition for mm. a couple of weeks before the competition. So that then on the day of competition, you have a lot in the tank, you yeah. know, I think, um, you know, for me as somebody that wasn't, you know, I hadn't been weightlifting. I had been active my whole life, but hadn't been like a Olympic style weightlifter my whole life. And so for me, it was almost like a mental thing. Like I have to be somebody different to do this. Yeah. And, and who am I? Cause I had been this person and now I got to be a little bit, now I got to be an athlete. Right. And so when you're an athlete or when you are a creator or when you are whatever you are, there is a essence to it right? A being. Yeah, and a voice I, to it. Yes. And yeah. I think that for me, that was almost the hardest thing of like, not shrinking back, but stepping forward and being like, I am going to be this. This is who I am now. <laughs> so yeah. the other day, this is how different I am now. The other day I was like, I'm going to make bread. And then I was like, that's going to be my new personality. I'm a <laughs> bread maker. You know, my husband was like, Maybe you have like something that's more productive than that. I was like, I don't know. I could be like that a was me the first time I had a craft beer. I was like, this is my personality now. Yes, totally. Yes. He was like, it used to be an athlete and now you're like a bread maker. Okay. Like all of my friends know not to like, if, if there's like a Coors or a Bud or something, I'm just like, yeah, Noah has no interest in that. It's yes. It's, yeah. He's drinking his double IPA with his nose up. Yeah. I'm like, listen, <laughs> my wife got me for, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Father's Day a couple years, or I think it was my birthday. Said I, as a shirt that said, uh, "I'm I'm quietly judging your beer selection." Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's funny. How's bread making going on that? On that? Yeah, board? I mean, I'm into focaccia now, so like I'm really <laughs> branching out. <laughs> You're getting a whole collection of them. That's great. Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Hot Hot Ones <laughs> has actually gotten me into my like my hot sauce journey, and oh uh, yeah. We have uh, for another Father's Day gift. Uh, she got me the bomb, and so now we've had a couple friends come over. I'm like, who's who's gonna do just a just a tape, oh just a tiny dab of the bomb? And we always are just I like would in not pain for like 15 minutes. Yeah, no, I would not have any interest. <laughs> are there any parallels for you with uh, the weightlifting journey and with public speaking? Yeah, you know, I think that. Um, one of the things my trainer used to say to me, especially, and if somebody's listening, the kind of lifting I did was the snatch and the clean and jerk. So like, if you think of like bending down, your arms are really wide and then the weight is like over your head. And there is a moment of that 
where you have to go really slow until you get to your knees. And once you get to your knees, you can explode up. And she would say, you have to go slow. You got to go fast to go slow. So mm. you got to go like, you got to like learn it. You got to get your body, your nervous system used to that whole experience, you know? So like go slow and then explode out and go fast. You can't do it if you don't go slow first, go slow to go fast. And so, um, that's what I, that's really when I look at my, my whole journey of, of the podcast and of my business and of so many things in my life, we got to go slow to go fast. We got to give ourselves a chance to be a beginner. And I think as adults and, and as creators, like we don't want to be beginners. Right. And that's what holds us back. But if we let ourselves be a beginner and let ourselves be scared and let ourselves try it and let ourselves screw up right? I'm using air quotes, like screw up. Then all of a sudden we can go fast because we had the time where we went slow and we figured it out and we moved through all of that junk. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I see like a, a that learning of doing, having that experience taught me so much just about living my life and how to approach things. Yeah. No, I think, I think the, uh, to your point, I think so many people get held back from doing things that they're interested in because of the, you have to be a beginner again. Yeah. Uh, it's hard I, to be a beginner as it. an adult. Oh, you, it do is. You? Yeah. Super hard. I, I, yeah. I love it. Um, I just, let's see, last year um, I was working the TV production for uh, the Avalanche uh, playoff, uh, the Stanley Cup finals. And yeah. I'd never seen a hockey game before in my life. And oh, really? I am, I got, instantly hooked yeah uh, it was I'm I'm completely hooked but now because I'm I've always been athletic and I kind of wanted to keep it up but my thing is I have to have fun while I'm working out yeah which is why parkour works so well um yeah. but like yeah. I'm not you know I can't take those impacts anymore <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kind of age out of it a little bit which I know that there's some people that are my age that are still doing it but I just I had kids and I just don't you know I don't have it anymore yeah. so yeah. I saw hockey and I was like oh my god I've always been decent on skates I could like get into this right and so i'm now in a in a recreational hockey league and i've been just my buddy's better than me and he's been teaching me and he's a, he's a good teacher too but like going yeah. like being like i had no idea how to play hockey and i've been getting yeah. into it and i scored my first goal a couple weeks ago and like oh my god that's cool i'm like but like not afraid to be a big i love starting yeah. like oh my god like there's the things the things that you do every day i feel like when you have a chosen career like you put your 10,000 hours in or you're working on your 10,000 hours and yeah. uh you just it's it's in your routine so like right. going back to square one like I love baseball but I <laughs> I tried out for a rec baseball thing and they're like you know I was, I was a catcher and I was like they're like when's the last time you played and I was like middle school and then I go to, <laughs> I, I asked the pitcher I was like when's the last time you played he's like I played some college I'm like okay here we go okay like, <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in. I I dropped like half of them. It was so bad. So I was like, okay, yeah. I can't. I'm I'm not. Baseball doesn't work for for the level that I am. But hockey's great. Like I'm the youngest right. person on the team, and it's like longevity. But again, you have to be okay with being a beginner to get into the situation like that. Yeah, yeah, and having fun like that. You have a friend that can kind of yeah. help, and all that makes it. It's just no. So much I mean, it's easier. and now and now like I have. uh Right now I'm doing it once a week. When the summer league starts, I'm going to be doing it Wednesdays and Fridays. So yeah. like twice a week, I'm sweating my ass off. I'm yeah, I haven't been fun. this 
tired and sore since Ninja Warrior training. Like it's yeah. it's fantastic. Um, yeah. What um what got you into have you like were you interested in weightlifting for a while or like what got you into that? Yeah, I mean, I I was always athletic, you know. Yeah. Um I ran a marathon when I was, you know, in my early 20s. Nice. I competed in bodybuilding competitions when I was in college, so er, like early 90s, 91, 92. So the gene was already um, or always kind of in you. Yeah, like I always was into pushing myself physically, always yeah. felt fun to me. That's great. Um and then I got into CrossFit, like everybody did. <laughs> 2009, I got into CrossFit and I actually opened my own CrossFit gym. Nice. And yeah. And so I had that, I didn't own it that long, but that's really, I had it like three years and then I sold it. Um, but I got into, you know, I, I could just go lift whenever I wanted. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then I moved into my garage after I sold it. And that's really when I got really focused. Cause I sold the gym. So I was like, what, what are we going to do here? Right. We're going to, we're <laughs> going to get a goal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I really started my business, you know, yeah. um, doing what I do now. Oh, wow. So, Okay, so you had the CrossFit uh, gym before you were a public speaker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's such an interesting, you've just like weaved, by, and I love because like, you know, you're in the business, the business attire and you have the professional look and it's just, I love yeah. the, you know, I'm a badass weightlifter and I've done CrossFit and I'm also yeah. like standing on stage and most people would shrivel up at that point, but like, right, there's yeah. so many layers to you. <laughs> it's the most fun. I, it's something happens when you're on stage. It's almost like you get to be the best version of you. Yeah. And then you can get off stage and go live your boring life. But like <laughs> for that moment, you're like, oh my God, I have this thing. It's funny. My daughter, the first time she ever heard me speak, um, I got hired for a, a, like a huge event here in Atlanta and they wanted a motivational speaker to be like part of in in the park yeah and so my daughter went to the festival and so she saw me speak and later I heard her talk to somebody and they said did you see your mom speak I mean she was probably like 15 or something and she said um yeah she said all the stuff she always says to us at home except people were listening <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe maybe it actually will sink into her when there's like oh she's like this is can help people <laughs> I right? should probably listen to this that's totally. Funny. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and now she's 21, you know, and she's yeah, yeah. like, it's funny because she was talking to somebody at work and someone said, you know, well, what's your mom look like? You know, because they were talking about hairdos or whatever. And um, she said, I just Googled you to find it. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so sure. much. Like I was like, oh, okay. The online <laughs> like, presence. So oh my God, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> what does your mom look like? Here. <laughs> and then website. she showed them a very young picture of me my first started in my I had taken that they put on my book start small live big and um it's the greatest picture anybody ever took of me and so <laughs> right. when I got those pictures taken I was like this is the greatest picture I had I had prints made and I gave them to everybody for Christmas because I was like there will <laughs> never be another photo and I stand by that today there is no <laughs> so that's the photo she showed them I was like they're about to be disappointed right, right, when right. I swing by <laughs> like what kind of catfishing is this <laughs> yeah it's totally she's gray now what in the yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Oh my yeah. God. So that's kind of, uh, it's kind of, you, we covered so much and I was, I, that was great. I, uh, man, that was, a, that was a wide range of subjects. <laughs> yeah. This was so fun. Yeah. Do you have any kind of last, uh, last 
Well, I mean, you're you're like the best at motivating and and uh, getting people into a good headspace. Do you have any last words you want to kind of leave people with? Yeah, I think just think about what it is you really want to do, like that you really want to do the thing that lights you up, not what other people tell you you should do or what you think your parents think you should do. But what is something that you really want to do and just take one action towards it? You know, you don't have to show up on Oprah's couch in a week, but you could do something to start moving in that direction. And what I always say to people is it may not be that next thing that takes you all the way to the top, but that's going to be the stepping stone. That's going to be the thing that like begins the whole, you know, I'm not touring Panera Breads, but that's the thing that like, maybe I should. (laughs) I'm telling you this Panera tour. (laughs) There's something there, but that's the thing, you know, that like begins to create something new in your life. So think about what you really want. That would be my biggest thing. What really lights you up? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the the best way to live life possible is being excited about what you're doing. And that's, I mean, I, I go through a lot of bullshit and and other stuff to keep the journey of that alive of like enjoying what I do and following passions and saying yes to stuff and like that's that's the most important thing and uh it's a happy life it's because like life is always hard right like no matter what it's always hard life happens but if your day-to-day can be happy and passionate and excited and you know you get that flame going uh that's all you can ask for yeah. 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 And that's how come you live such a good, happy life and you're able to create and do things because right. that's how your outlook and how you see things. It's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Such a good, you're such a good example of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is that it's just like, Hey, yeah. I want, you know, I'm not creating as much as I've wanted to. And a lot of it is just for a paycheck and I want to be able to do, you know, to keep my flame alive and to, you know, it's again, yeah. stuff like this, this has been great today and I'm motivated and like, just when, even when like what's in your mind is shared by somebody else who's also doing it, you're, cause it's sometimes it's kind of a, a lonely journey as a creative and as a, as, I mean, even as a freelancer, cause you don't have like the, you know, the company culture around you, uh, right. to create that in what you're doing is huge. Uh, so that's yeah. been really fun with this and, uh, you know motivating myself by doing the show <laughs> totally yeah yeah absolutely well so thank you so to, much for having uh, yeah. me on yeah absolutely uh i want to roll out the red carpet for you uh let let everybody know what you got going on in your life yeah yeah so you can find me anywhere on instagram is usually where i hang out it's just at betsy Pake. you can go to my website betsypake.com i have a facebook group where i go in live every week and share something on monday mornings to kind of kick off your monday and of course you can listen to the art of living big she's on she's on everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm everywhere <laughs> the the good at getting the message out is a hard thing to do and you're do and you do it well Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. This has been a total blast and it was good to see you again. And uh, I'm I'm excited for everything you got going on. Yeah. Thanks so much for thinking of me. I appreciate being on. It was fun to see you. Of course. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Okay. You too. <laughs> see ya.